The NHL newswire is heating up, and that means draft season is upon us in the fantasy hockey realm. And that's why on the Thursday episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, we're breaking down all of the top news from around the NHL, including what is Mike Babcock up to in Columbus. We're going to break it all down on today's episode. Let's tap in. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hockey heads, fantasy fanatics, and degenerate gamblers, welcome back to your show. It's the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, joined as always by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Steele Roden. On this side of the microphone, it's your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. This summer still has been an up and down ride, but the fact that we have this much big NHL news to talk about tells me the rough patch is over, baby, and it's time to get this money. Speaking of which, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E-Medical.com. Steel, all those pleasantries are out of the way, but just so everyone knows on today's episode, we're talking about Mike Babcock. We're talking about Matthew Kachuk being fully healthy after what looked to be a very serious injury last playoffs. We know it held him out of the Stanley Cup finale. This is a fantasy piece that I believe goes in the top 10 slots. So we're talking about that. We're going to talk about Mike Babcock and what he's up to with the Columbus Blue Jackets. We'll start there. And we're also going to slide into a few other topics, including Quinn Hughes, Adam Lowry being named captains of the Jets and the Canucks, respectively. There is some other news with Tori Krug, Thomas Tatar signs. We'll try to jam it all into 30 minutes for y'all. Steele, I'll turn it over to you like I always like to do. Mike Babcock. We know what's going on here in terms of his past track record of maybe towing a very bold line of coaching strategy, but now he seemed to cross over into a whole other realm of what the hell is this guy doing? (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. And for these to come out even before, uh, you know, the start of the season, training camp and all those things is just absolutely bizarre. Like what the flip is Mike Babcock up to again? Because you go back to his days in Toronto when he was the head coach there and and his departure with the Toronto Maple Leafs, he was pretty much doing the exact same thing with his with his uh, with his players. It just seems very suspicious to me. You know, you go back to the Mitch Marner incident like we were just talking about before we hopped on here, basically throwing him under the bus to Mm -hmm. his colleagues, to his teammates about some, you know, confidential information confidential uh, text messages that they went through when Mike Babcock asked him a simple question Mm. threw him under the bus and now now with the Columbus Blue Jackets he hasn't even he's barely been there he hasn't even coached a single game yet no and he and he asked or the the allegations are he asks the team captain Boone Jenner to step into his office and give him his phone so he could go through his pictures and see what type of person he is absolutely bizarre to me uh I, again, like Mike Babcock, it just seems like just socially awkward, mm. doesn't know how to yeah. interact with his players, with his coaching staff in a in a proper manner, it seems like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard that Mike Medano story when he was in Detroit right at the end yeah, of his career. Yeah. 
and he was, I think, like one or two games away from hitting 1,500 or some very respectable, serious he was milestone. One game away. One game, and he held him out of the lineup. And when I read that story, that at the time I believe was right near the end of his tenure in Toronto. You obviously wanted to like Mike Babcock coming into Toronto. Yeah. Success with the Red Wings, success with Team Canada. But when you start to learn really what he's about as a coach, at least, I'm not going to sit here and judge the man as a person because I don't really know that side of him. But we're starting to get to know him very well about his coaching yeah. tactics. And I'm not really loving it. Also, Steele, let's bring this back to the hockey side of things very quickly. He's inheriting a team that finished dead last in the Metro Division last year. 16 points adrift from the next closest team in the Philadelphia Flyers. And they allowed 330 goals against. He is not exactly in the situation where he's in a place to not make friends, especially with a guy like Boone Jenner, who seems to absolutely wear his heart on his sleeve and do everything for this franchise on and off the ice. So to bring him in of all people and start interrogating the man and going through his phone, I just don't understand. And shout out to Paul Biz Nasty on the Spit and Chicklets pod. Speaking facts about this man needs to focus in on the power play. He needs yeah. to focus in on trying to make a wild card bubble spot because also now, now I'm wary about some of those pieces fantasy wise. We were looking at on this club, Marchenko, Hugh, uh, Hughes and others, not Hughes. Is it, who is it? Kent, Kent Johnston, Kent Johnson, like, Adam Fantilli. Kent, yeah, there Control. we go. Those guys. Now I'm a little worried because we know what young guys do under Mike Babcock. They don't seem to flourish. They don't. And again, it just seems like such a bizarre thing to do with a new club that you just got hired to after, you know, the last four years of, you know, being relieved of your duties in Toronto. He hasn't coached a single yeah. game in four seasons. Four and years he of gets obscurity. A, yeah, four years of obscurity. He gets a new, he get, he lands the, the, the head coaching job with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Honestly, I, you know, this was his redemption. This was his second <sighs> chance. Start. And it's a bad start. It's a terrible look for Mike Babcock. Uh -huh. And terrible. this just creates more chaos, more distractions for the yeah. players. So, yeah. I don't know. You know, the Columbus Blue Jackets as an organization, they're investigating into this. Again, going after the captain like mm -hmm. this makes absolutely – going after anybody like this doesn't make any sense. But especially yeah. the captain who's done a lot for this organization. That's and, just again, just it's just a huge distraction before mm -hmm. the season starts. They The players do not need this. Like Paul Biznassi said – Focus on the power play. Focus yeah. on the breakout. Get your For players real. to back check properly. You've got Adam Fantilli, Kent Johnson, Kirill Marchenko, mm -hmm. who are young, very talented prospects up right. and coming. Mm -hmm. Coach them. Develop them. Don't worry about what photos they have in their phone and what type of person they are. Like, coach the players that you're, mm -hmm. that you're supposed to coach. Very, very interesting tactic to take. It's just a, a bunch of red flags going up about what's going on in Columbus. Can they still come out and have a good season? Maybe make some noise as a wild card bubble team? Maybe. You and I kind of like that some of those young pieces might step out. But now that there's all of these off-ice distractions, and this isn't exactly midsummer steel. We're days away from trading camps open, and these guys hitting the ice for real preparation. Exhibition games are only a few weeks away, and the puck drop is less than a month away on this season. So this is not only bad timing for this to be coming out. It's just bad for everybody in the mix in Columbus right now. We'll have to keep our eyes peeled on it. Yeah. We're going to also keep our eyes peeled on the rest of the topics we want to get to today's episode wise. Matthew Kachuk, Steele and I are going to break this down because I need to ask Steele where he thinks this guy should be drafted because I think it's first round 
for sure. We'll break that down as well. And of course, captains being named in the NHL means Steele and I want to discuss it. Both the Canucks and the Jets doing so. So we'll get to that. We also got a holler at our friends from Jace Medical. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everybody should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping you have access to medication in emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have it in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy, medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than 360 bucks by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional 20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We appreciate it so much. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you can find your favorite team from all four major sports leagues, including the NCAA, your team, every single day. And look, we are days away from, or not days, we are weeks away from the opening season. We're getting there. Please make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button on your favorite podcast platform, and leave a five-star review. We are over 55 participants added onto the list that want to join the the, the, the Fantasy Hockey Listener League. Again, two separate leagues, casual and competitive. So if you want to be a part of it, Mm -hmm. the cutoff date to enter onto the list, get added onto the list, is September 20th. We'll have a draw, and those invites will go out to the the, the 16 finalists who get into the the, uh, competitive and casual leagues. We're very excited about that. But again, make sure you DM us with your full name and information so we can get you on that list. And we are very excited about this upcoming fantasy hockey Mm -hmm. season. That includes Matthew Kachuk of the Florida Mm -hmm. Panthers, Uh, his status, his, you know, his health, his health right now, his health status, as well as where he should be landing in the upcoming fantasy hockey draft flip. Is, is he fully healthy right now? Is he ready to go for the upcoming season or you still got some time quote. I'm feeling great. It's been a very short summer and it's the way I want to go. The way I want to be every year going forward, short summer, bad timing for the injury. He's talking about steel, but he is ready to go and fully recovered. So this is where you and I had talked about in the past, oh, maybe two weeks, three weeks about that was a serious hit. He took from Keegan Colasar in game three of the Stanley cup final. That guy can throw his body around. And when Matthew Kachuk gets hurt, I think he really is one of those players who is hurt for real and a busted sternum is no joke. He's healthy. To me, this means he's a top 10 fantasy piece. I love what he brings peripheral wise. I know there's a lot of good players in that first round, but anywhere from that six to like 12th slot, if there are that many GMs, I'm taking Matthew Kachuk all day. He brings so much to the table peripheral-wise. He's a banger league beauty. 109 points last year. Almost plus 30. 120-plus penalty minutes. 320-plus shots. He logs the minutes like a beast. Yeah, maybe he doesn't throw his body around as much as he used to, but that's because he's too busy putting pucks in the back of the net (laughs) and carrying this team. And I'll just leave it at this before I toss it back your way. The Florida Panthers are an offensive juggernaut now. And with what they can do on the back end with some of that balance attack, Reinhardt, Bennett, you know my boy Verhage's high on my list. I haven't even talked spoken about Barkov yet. This team can bring it offensively. They scored the six most goals in the NHL last year, Steel. 
And while I expect a regression, I know you and I are a little bit of a differing of opinion on that because I'm not buying into Bob as much. This team is going to score goals. And Matthew Kachuk, now being healthy, goes right back into a surefire number first round draft pick in this fantasy draft, in my opinion. 100%. And people are actually even thinking that he should be in the top five, which mm. is debatable. But again, he is he is for sure a first round pick. And it depends on what type of league you're in. Brady Kachuk, his brother, could be a first round pick as Agreed. well. Both Agreed. talented both talented players in that Atlantic division. And I know, we again, we have difference of opinions on where Florida lands at the end of the season. But this offensive group, like you mentioned, all of those names, especially mm-hmm. Kachuk and Barkov and Verhage, the score, uh, goal-scoring machine, they're going to be scoring one. They're, they're going to be scoring a ton of goals. They're going to be one of the top five offensive groups. Even if they're not winning that many games, they're scoring a ton of goals. And I know that you and I both uh, agreed when we were doing our fade list mm-hmm. that I, I said fade uh, Aaron Ekblad. You said fade Brandon Montour. Again, both draftable yeah. players. But if For somehow, sure. if Aaron Ekblad can get to that first overall, uh, first overall draft pick that he was. And Brandon mm-hmm. Montour can, you know, reiterate that season he had last year. Yeah, yeah. It's going to even be more dynamic offensively for the Florida Panthers. Yeah, for sure. I think my concern with both of those players is seeing how banged up that they both have been. No, of course. Especially of course. Montour through the playoffs. But otherwise, there's no question that they're both very fantasy relevant. I think the other thing for me here, Steele, is let's remember what this guy can do to bring the excuse me, energy and swagger to the rest of his team. And that seems to be infectious and it allows him to really go on these impressive runs. We saw it in the playoffs, but even in the regular season of putting up multiple games in a row of not just a couple of points, I'm talking three or four or five shots on net, five or six penalty minutes, maybe even a couple of hits. He's that kind of a guy that if he has a big night, Florida has a big night, your team is almost guaranteed to have a big night. And I absolutely love that. And that's why I actually, with this back to the fantasy angle very quickly, is I would love to pair Kachuk with one of their top defensemen and have some really, really big offensive nights. That's what I'd be looking to do in this fantasy draft kind of situation. Now you're taking a play out of my hey. playbook over there, pairing a top defenseman hey. and a top Gotta give you your there. flowers, pal. That's what I love to do. That's one of my strategies. Every time I, I, I'm in a fantasy hockey hockey league, I try to draft a top forward, you know, obviously in the first round and match him up, pair him up with a top defenseman love in it. the third or fourth round. I just love, love doing that because a, uh, if they're, if they're on one of the best teams in the NHL, you know, the mm-hmm. offensive and the fantasy points are going to rack up very quickly. And again, sure. I'm going to go back to both Kachuk brothers, both Kachuk brothers are first round draft picks in my opinion. Love it. And actually, one last tidbit before we move on to this conversation. And I honestly, I agree. Did you actually know that it was Brady helping Matthew get dressed ahead of game four of the Stanley Cup final because he physically couldn't get his gear (laughs) over his busted up body? This is the kind of stuff I love, Steele. These guys are warriors. Brotherly love, baby. Tori Krug, not so much a warrior. We can mention (laughs) that in a sec if we want. You know what? Why don't we just talk quickly about Krug before we get to the captains? Because... As much as, yeah, I know he is a name, he's still fantasy relevant. He's probably the second or third down the the depth chart now in St. Louis. But he is a guy that because of his offensive value, I would still be looking at at the back end of drafts to fill a fantasy offensive hole. It's just now with another injury steal and his overall game just falling apart. I think all I wanted to say is, aside from careful with what you're doing with St. Louis Blues players this year is, Maybe you have to now for sure stay away from Tory Krug. And also, yes, he was a keeper on my list still because I needed some offensive punch in my dynasty side. I'm going to have to drop that man now, I think. 
I, I think so. And for me personally, like, I, you know, a few years back, I was drafting Tory Krug. Now I try to stay away from him at all costs. Smart. If someone tries to trade him to, towards me, I, I'm I'm vetoing that right away because I want nothing <laughs> to do with Tory Krug. I, I don't think he's as fantasy relevant as he was a few years ago. Like he, the Fair. last five seasons, he hasn't played more than 65 games. I know That's one fact. of them was a COVID year, but he's he injured had COVID all- as well. He had COVID, but he's injured all the time. Again, doesn't play more than 65 games the last four years. Yeah. Um, offensively, he can rack up the assists, but last year only had 32 mm. points. He doesn't yeah. get many hits. He doesn't put the puck on net. Not a ton of power play points, as I can see as well. Yeah, only 13 power play points. He's just not the – to me, he's never been the same since he left Boston. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that was a big crucial – uh, downward downward spiral in his career. I understand he got the big payday, but mm. he just has not been the same since he's joined the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, 87 blocked shots, 50 penalty minutes, and 32 points in 63 games would still Minus allow 26. me. Oof. Yeah, for sure. No, it's a, it's a pick your poison. But for me, he's still he still was somewhat fantasy relevant, although what you're saying is on point, and it's fading quickly with him for sure. And I guess if we're not buying into what's going on in St. Louis overall as well, <laughs> maybe that minus 26 gets even more crooked. I guess just the disclaimer here is now that he, you know, it's a foot injury, I think. It's just another one in his cap, lower body, upper body. He's been out quite a bit. Buyer beware with Tory Krug. Like I said, he's now a So what round round would you draft Tory Krug and you said you would you'd be taking him in the later rounds like what, what do you I think? mean like as my last backup fill yeah, spot okay. for my defense that's what I was thinking, thinking like well. last two rounds if I'm not and it's only for the peripheral I'm sorry yeah I mean for the offensive value and not for the peripherals so that's how I was looking at it. and also you know me Steele I always think to keep her dynasty first so he for sure was still relevant there but yeah year to year leagues this guy is now definitely got to come off your board for a number of reasons we got a couple more reasons why you want to stay tuned into the show though Steele we're going to talk about this captain situation in Winnipeg and in Vancouver and what it might mean for their fantasy value as well I think it will mean a lot for both of those players especially the one from Vancouver, the the captain, the new captain of the Vancouver Canucks. Mm. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Again, please hammer that subscribe button. We are almost at 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. Can't wait to get there. We're super excited about it. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Leave a five-star review and continue leaving any questions. If you want any advice on the the YouTube channel or on the uh, episodes, comment on the YouTube channel, DMS on, on uh, Twitter. And again, mm-hmm. if you want to be a part of the fantasy hockey listener league, continue to DM us with your full name and email address. We'll add you onto the list. And the cutoff date is for September 20th draft date, September 27th and 28th. Continuing though, on the conversation of these new captains, Adam Lowry named the captain of the Winnipeg Jets mm-hmm. and Quinn Hughes named the captain of the Vancouver Canucks. Who would you like to start with first? I think there's more of a conversation here to be had about Quinn Hughes. So why don't yeah. we save that for a hot second and just mention Adam Lowry's a grinder. I love this because I love this ad for him as the C he's been wearing the yeah. A for the last season, 36 points in 82 games last year, 48 penalty minutes, 126 shots. Even on the keeper dynasty side of things, he barely scrapes the realm of being a Mm -hmm. factor. 
I don't know now if the C does anything for it overall, Steel, but you and I have kind of been unable to put our finger on what's going on in Winnipeg over the last couple of yeah. years and not in a good way. And I think things are finally starting to settle down and make sense in Winnipeg, at least when it comes to these off-ice things that you and I have had some question marks about. So I think this team is starting to finally head in the right direction. Again, this is where you and I, I think, differ a little bit in terms of expectations for this squad, much like Florida. But uh, the other way, I think uh, the Jets are going to be a better team than you do. But I like this uh, positional ad for them big time in terms of naming the captain. I think this guy is also just the prototypical guy to lead this team. I think it's a great pick for the captaincy for the Winnipeg Jets. He has so much passion every single time he's on the ice. He, big like lad. you said, he, he's a big lad. He's a grinder. He works hard. Yeah. Uh, again, fantasy relevant. I think he's a great pickup off the waiver wire if the Winnipeg Jets have a you know a big week, four or yeah. five games in a week. Good point. But 161 you know, hits brings the body. Yeah, hundreds. Yeah, brings the body, the banger league beauty in him with the hits and the penalty minutes. Mm-hmm. Again, I just think it's a great choice for the captaincy and for this guy yeah. who's now into that veteran veteran role for the Jets moving mm-hmm. forward. I, I think he's going to get the boys fired up and going this upcoming season. And he's not going to let anyone uh, drag themselves down or drag this team down. He's going to be under them or, uh, you know, backing them up every single game, every single night. Mm-hmm. So I love the choice for the captaincy with Adam, Adam Lowry. I agree, and I think where you and I also agree is where we're somewhat unsure about this Quinn Hughes appointment from the angle of, I thought this was Elias Pettersson's team. Yeah. It seems to be on the ice. You and I are not in the dressing room. We are not accredited media members in the scrum. But from an outside look deal, I don't know if I like this one as much. And I know he's coming off a year where he almost had 70 apples. We love what Quinn Hughes can do offensively. He's a very relevant top fantasy piece on the blue line. But I don't know. Why don't you hit me with your take on this? This is a, a crew that I think needs someone a little bit more vocal, who it seems Elias Pettersson yeah. is. I know that's, again, a peripheral outside take. But I just I, I don't know about this one, Steele. And I know he's saying all the right things. Uh, he's a part of the team, you know, a family of hockey players. Just I don't know. This one just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, you know, I'm also sitting on the fence here. And if I had to pick a side, I would lean towards it not being my choice for the captaincy. Again, still a great player for the organization, great player in the NHL. I would have leaned towards Elias Pettersson. I just, the thing that worries me about Quinn Hughes as the captain, I just don't know how vocal he is on the ice and in the dressing room. He gives me me John Tavares vibes. And again, you don't really see Tavares really be vocal on the bench and go after his teammates mm. if they make a mistake or tell them what to do. You know, he he does help them on the ice, you know, go here, go here. Like, this is where I'm going to put the puck. But when things go wrong, how can you be a leader? How can you be vocal with the teammates? And okay. I just don't know if Quinn Hughes has that in him. I would mm. love to see it this upcoming season, get fired up. Um, you know, if you're losing a game or, or uh, you, you know, one of your teammates made a mistake. Obviously, don't go after him too hard, but you want to be a great leader and you have to be vocal. I just don't know if Quinn Hughes has that in him yet. Ninth in Norris voting a year ago, 154 shots on net, 32 power play assists, brings it on the power play big time. I think it's natural to probably expect the Canucks to be a little bit better, but I don't know if I'm ready to go out there and throw any kind of expectations at this team steal. And let me just explain to you very quickly why this specific division immediately is Vegas, Edmonton and LA. And then right there is Seattle. 
So automatically, they're battling for what? The eighth and final spot in that division because Minnesota, Dallas, and Colorado are taking three. There's not a lot of spots left in that Western Conference. So it's going to be a tough year in Vancouver once again. And I know Elias Pettersson is also a very young player. He's How many years has he been in the NHL? 20, Elias Pettersson, I believe he's 22. Yeah, he's probably been in the league, I think, one year less than, than Hughes. What it's about for me is what does your captain look like in terms of the leader on and off the ice, which you alluded to? Can he get it done? He might be able to steal. He might be now carrying this team and steps out. Could be. It doesn't seem like he's that kind of guy. I don't know yeah. him, though. These are some outside takes. But I think it means that you can look to Quinn Hughes with this next wrinkle of pressure steal. Is it going to allow him to flourish as a fantasy star? Or is he going to maybe regress back down into that 60-point realm? Because I'm looking at this guy as one of those top offensive defensemen in the league. He's definitely top 10, if not top 5 on the rise. Yeah, I think top 10 for me is more Top 5 uh, might be correct. bold. Top 5 might be. You might have to save that for the top 5 bold predictions for this upcoming season. I think no, that's top too 10, bold. maybe that's top too bold. Top 10, top 10. Um, you know, I, I want to correct myself real quick. Elias Pedersen will actually be 25 years old in okay. uh, in November, so he's 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 older than uh, he's older than Quinn Hughes. And again, I just think it should have gone to him. It yeah. is a very tough uh, it is a very tough division in that Pacific for the Vancouver Canucks. Not a lot of spots open there. I do want to say this before we wrap things up, and I want your take on this real quick. I think Thatcher Demko is going to be a lot better. Don't be afraid of drafting him. If he does fall down the draft board, he's probably still going to be there. I think Demko is going to be a great steal in the late, in the mid to late round. This was a player you and I perhaps spoke about the most, maybe not on air, but off air. You and I yeah. spoke a lot about Demko because going into the season, I was quite high on this player and coming off the year he had before 33, 22 and seven with a nine fifteen save percentage. Mm -hmm. to come in and then put up 901 save percentage steal and 316 goals against. We know he was injured, come off yeah. a bad start. Bad there was start. a lot of on and off ice things going on in Vancouver last year. <laughs> I love Demko this year for a yes. comeback. I think he has all the makings to be a number one goalie, so I'm on board with that take for sure. And a full year of Philip Ronek there, a full year of Ricky Tockett behind the bench, another yep. year of Pedersen developing, Kuzmenko now settling in. I think the Canucks are better. I just don't see it for them with that Pacific teams ahead of them. It's going to be a tough challenge for the Vancouver Canucks for sure. Many, many talented teams in that division, but keep a lookout for it all season long. The season, October 7th, we cannot yes, wait for this upcoming year. Yes, Thank sir. you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you're tuning in, though. Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning is when our episodes drop on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform. So again, thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.